Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't mind us, we're playing through. Here's Froggy, Brian Golf, and Wacker. It's a monumental occasion, another edition of the Playing Through podcast. And this one's going to be a little different. It's Froggy, but I'm joined by both Brian Wacker and Brian Golf, both live on the scene at the Honda Classic. Good morning, boys. I will uh, I'll talk first and tell you I am ducking. Behind a hot sauce pretzels Honda Classic kiosk and uh, trying to give you some kind of good wind, you know, windscreen here because that's all you're going to hear. Yeah, it's, it does sound pretty windy out there. I know uh, Wacker was out there early this morning for the early tea time. It was a 650 Pro Am start for our boy Tiger. Uh, Wacker, I, I, full first, how's he hitting it today? First of all, it's six forty-five. Don't don't shortchange me those five minutes because okay. it's an early five fifteen wake-up call. Okay. Um, yeah. No, uh, he's hitting it okay. It's uh, as you mentioned, the wind uh, is going to be a bit of an issue. It usually is this week. It's right now. It's about blowing about fifteen, maybe gusting in the twenty mile an hour range. So uh, the golf course is not easy. Um, you know, I actually caught up with Adam Scott as well. He's out here in the pro am. And we were talking, of course, Tiger, and, and he said, look, it's not going to be easy for him this week. It's, this is a hard golf course. The rough is thick. Um, Adam was actually surprised that Tiger missed the cut at Riviera because the rough was down a little bit there, and he thought that was a place that would, he would play well. But um, as we saw Tiger offline with the driver, and we saw a little bit of that so far today, Tiger with a reload uh, at one point, I believe it was off the 60, after losing one about 50 yards right, reached in the bag, grabbed another one. But then, you know, hit the second one into a bunker, fairway bunker, up the right side and hit a really nice shot from about 190 yards uh, out of the bunker and up onto the green to pretty good, pretty makeable range. But, um, he's, you know, so he's looked various levels of sharp, but, um, you know, some inconsistencies as well. And, and I think that's, you know, uh, as Adam Scott said, look, we just have to give him time. This is only his his third tournament back in basically five years. Right, but how much are we to believe, for example, I know LaRoche has heard this as well, Brian Golf has heard, Rory McIlroy keeps saying he's close. Mm. He's almost there. Is that sure. is that is that real talk, or is that Rory because they're boys, or is Rory seeing something different maybe when they're playing together at Medalist, 
Uh, what do you make of Rory's he's really close talk? Look, I think Tiger has shown some flashes, some moments um, of, good, of good play. There's no question. Um, you know, Ian Poulter said, look, the guy, you don't make that many birdies that he's managed to make in some of these rounds and do it playing poorly. So uh, he thinks as well that, you know, Tiger um, will win again. Uh, Patrick Harrington thinks he'll win a major again. Uh, he said that on Tuesday. You know, I don't know about that, but but look, I, you know, we I, we just tend to over overanalyze every shot and every swing that right. Tiger takes right now. It's just going to take take time. I mean, there's certainly been some good shots, but there's there's a lot that still needs to be cleaned up. I mean, right. again, this is the guy who really hasn't played uh, the last five years. Now LaRoche is on the course. Now LaRoche, are you are you somewhere near Tiger? I think so. I mean, Wacker confused me because Wacker seems to forget that there are 18 holes on the golf course. There's a front nine and a back nine. But I'm trying to find where Tiger would be because I saw up on the scoreboard up at the practice range where I'm at, it said he was, you know, on number 12 or something. And then I started walking out here. So I figured oh, I'll be on about 14 or 15 by the time I get out there. And Wacker's trying to tell me that he's basically done. He just got done, you know, giving the Adam Scott stroke fest or whatever. So, you know, he was out there talking to Scotty, and uh, he's like, well, yeah, Tiger's two groups ahead of, of Adam, and no, wait, 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 he's two, I'm backwards, I'm backwards. Well, like, brother, how do you, well, do you I, know uh, how look, many holes are here? Gotta, look, I haven't had my, my coffee. Okay, first of all. Second of all, I took a shortcut back <laughs> to get inside so I could do this podcast, and I'd cut across 16 uh, after talking to Adam uh, uh, earlier, so. Yes. Here's a tip, Brian. If you're looking for Tiger, and for anybody, any of our listeners, if you're looking for Tiger, right? Just look for the biggest crowd. Right. You'll yep. find where the crowd is, and 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 you'll find Tiger. Now, I will okay. say this: the last tweet I'm seeing is from uh, GC Tiger Tracker. 22 minutes ago, showed a picture of the house that says, "This house still loves you, Tiger." Uh, welcome back. I know that's on the back nine. It says, and he said, "This is not his house." I've seen nothing from. Uh, Golf Channel Tiger Tracker or TW Spot, our boy TW Spot, is also out this morning. I haven't seen any, anything from either one of them for a while, so I don't think he's finished yet. He's obviously still out on the golf course. No, he's, he's not finished yet. He's probably about on the 14th hole, uh, give or take, right about now. But but let's move on. Let's talk about you know what his chances are. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Well, uh, you know what? I want to ask you, actually. You, know. you saw his practice round at the Genesis. And we know that he did not make the cut at the Genesis. You've seen his practice round today. You know a lot about that golf course. I think we should go around. And I think Wacker's opinion is probably going to be one that may be a little more educated than mine or Brian Golf's. Uh, I'm going to say that Tiger struggles to make the cut uh, this week. But he plays right around the cut line most of the time but he does not make the cut. That is my initial thought going into PGA National. Brian Golf, what's yours? He's going to miss the cut. I don't think he has a chance this week. Honestly, I thought that he was going to make the cut at Rivs. He missed it. I mean, he was there, but then on that back nine, he just, right. I mean, bogey train, you know? Like, he just kept bleeding and bleeding. So, I same thing here. Like, I can only say that I've played the course twice in the past week, and that's the most I've played this golf course, and it's the hardest I've ever played this golf course. It, I'm not saying I'm a pro, but I'm telling you right now, you missed the fairway by an inch, you might as well have missed it by a mile. 
Okay. Tiger is going to miss the cut. Okay. Wacker? I don't even, dude, I don't even think he's going to be near the cut. You know, it's, I think he's going to be like six over. It's, am- it's amazing. It's amazing how the optim- optimism has flung since December <laughs> when, when Tiger finished, you know, in the middle of a pack of an exhibition event on his home course at Albany I, with no rough to speak of. Look, uh, Brian, you, met, you nailed it right on the head when you said if you miss the fairway by a few inches, you're basically screwed, okay? It's, it's, it's a hard golf course. Uh, the rough is thick. It's healthy. Um, ball's going to sit down. And it's, it's hard to hit the ball close to there. Um, I think we're going to see what we've seen from Tiger in his first two starts, and that is you're going to see some good shots. You're going to see some moments that are going to get everybody wrapped up and everybody excited and talking about Tiger being back and so forth. But you're going to see some sloppy play. You're going to be you're going to be see some head scratching bogeys. You're going to see some missed putts. I already saw a couple this morning um, of putts that just were not close to going in the hole, and, and were either mysteries on the break or mysteries on the speed. Um, you know, look, so it's going to take some time. I, I, whether he makes the cut or not, you know, I I think you guys are probably pretty spot on in that. I think it'll be a struggle for him to make the cut. If he does, it gives him two more rounds. Which is what he needs is more as many rounds as he can on tournament golf courses, and this is why um, I wrote earlier this week on golfdigest.com that Tiger's not making it easy on himself because he's playing golf courses that are difficult, and it might not be a bad idea to maybe add some places um, that aren't some, aren't so hard. Um, but where would you add those like between Tampa. here and Augusta? Like for example, the, the Tampa well, golf course sure. is not easy. Sure. I mean, I think if we're talking here in Augusta, you've got some limited options. But I think overall, big picture, throughout the course of the year, maybe adding a place like the Greenbrier, or adding a place like uh, Hartford and TPC River Highlands, um, of course, that Roy McIlroy um, said he loves, and he's going back again this year. So uh, places where you can make a lot of birdies and, and you know really not play into too much trouble, um, which is what Tiger, you know, this is what we've seen, the inconsistency off the tee, inconsistency at times with a short game. So um, playing as many rounds um, as he's trying to get in and doing it on hard golf courses just doesn't make it easy. Now, is this golf course that he's playing there, PGA National, is this probably the hardest golf course he's played this year? We know we saw him in the Bahamas. We saw him at Torrey Pines. We saw him at Riviera. Now he's at PGA National. Is this the hardest golf course he's played? I mean, certainly one of them. I, you know, Torrey Pines is annually up there as the toughest and one of the toughest courses on tour. And, and over there, you've also got the North course, which they've made some renovations to, and now no longer quite the pushover that it was. So, look, this golf course, uh, if the wind blows, which it looks like it will, um, it can be a very difficult golf course, um, especially uh, you've got some holes in the middle stretch of that front nine, and then you've, of course, got uh, 15, 16, 17, uh, on the back nine. So it is not an easy golf course. It is one of the hardest ones he will play all year. So that's just not going to make it easy on him. It's going to make it very difficult for him to make a cut. Yeah, well, Brian Golf, had, as he said, just played this golf course. Brian, how hard – I know everybody talks about the bear trap, uh, 15, 16, 17, but how hard is 6, 7, and 8 playing this year? Hmm. Well, 6 is a par 5 for everyone else. You know, if we were to go out and play this course, is a par 72, and it's a par 5. But for these boys, it's a par four. So instead of having, you know, I, look, I've played it, and we played it all the way from the Jets, so we're there going to play it. And I've had six iron in, and I've had seven iron in. So with that being said, it's, it's still just a good par four. 
Um, the tee shot's pretty demanding. I don't think it's the hardest hole on the golf course by any means. Uh, the green's a little tricky. Number eight, long par three that is, just seems to always be downwind, which actually kind of makes it a little bit more difficult. Yes, you get to come in with a shorter club, but that's that's an advantage to a point. But you got to remember that when the ball is up in the air and it's being pushed with you know wind, twenty miles an hour, it takes hard a lot to stop, to stop it, it. With, with those pins. Yeah. yeah going to take a lot to stop it especially with a five iron you know some of them will hit seven six five four three who knows if the wind will you know shift one day it's pretty consistent out here but uh and then number yeah number seven is the part three and okay. then number eight and it's a good hole it's, it's nothing too difficult really i i mean honestly froggy the front nine isn't anything spectacular here very plug and play. You've got to hit your ball in play, and then you've got a chance to hit the ball where you want to hit the ball. The first three, four holes, pretty gettable. So, you know, I would say that you're going to see a lot of quick starts for those players that are starting on the front nine. Going to number 10 on the back nine, you know, it's a par five that I hit five iron into the other day. It was a little downwind. So you got to think that for a touring crow that you know, having 220 yards in or 210 yards in on a par four really isn't that demanding. So uh, then you got 11. 11's a good hole. And, you know, really, it comes down to 15, 16, 17, and 18. Well, there's a lot of Either water out, on this golf course, low. too, and he's not missing it. Like last week, he said the problem was he would Joey would tell him where he had to miss it. He was missing it in the wrong places. So he's not the ball's not going where he wants it to go which is obviously a problem because there's a ton of water on this golf course. Is there not, I mean, is there a golf course in Florida where there's not a ton of water? And Tiger Woods has had probably the most successful track record in Florida. Obviously, he's never been a straight driver of the ball, but this isn't one of those golf courses, I don't think, where you can just come out here and, like, lace two irons and, you know, hit fairway woods. You're going to have to sometimes when the when the course calls for it but as far as the wind goes and everything like that like you're he's gonna have to hit a lot of drivers to be able to put the ball in a position where he can score because the greens are so demanding so i mean look this is harder to me than the than tpc sawgrass and uh, you know i i played that's probably the closest course to this that i could compare it to it's just difficult from tee to green right. and you know on the hole where it gives you a little bit of a break you know, like number one, they're going to hit iron off the tee. They're going to have wedge in. They're going to hit it close. But the green is ridiculous, the undulation. So there's just no breaks here. And right. I think that's kind of where I go. Yes, Tiger Woods might, you know, get some water balls. But he can't, he can't bail. You know, he can't bail on them. Because yeah. if he bails, he's in the rough. And then he can't advance the ball. Uh, well, he could advance the ball, but... Then he's, then he's got forced carries. He's got to carry water again in some instances. As I'm sitting here on number 16, you know, that's, that's a hard hole coming out of the rough, let alone, I mean, you know, it's hard coming from the fairway, let alone the rough. So let's say the three of us are right and he doesn't make the cut. Wacker, when's the next time we hmm. see Tiger? I would say that uh, likelihood would be Bay Hill. Um, that would be, uh, you know, look, this is a guy who uh, doesn't change stripes. You know, he's a creature of habit. Um, there's been some talk of, of maybe adding Tampa yeah, uh, to the rotation, um, which would be, you know, back-to-back weeks between that and Bay Hill. 
um, certainly a possibility. He's not eligible for the two World Golf Championship events uh, between now and the Masters, so you can cross those off. Um, How weird is so, that, yeah, by I the way? Really, yeah. Real quick. Yeah, guys won 18, 18 WGC titles. Yeah. It's strange. Unbelievable. He's won more WGCs than everybody else combined almost. And yep. yeah. and he's not eligible. He doesn't have like a past champions. There's no there's there's no like way for him to slide in and still play these events. And so now, according to and, and listen, Wacker knows he knows exactly what he's talking about in that Tiger is a creature of habit. He usually does the same thing all the time. He may only get feasibly two tournament rounds this week, could maybe only play two tournament rounds at Bay Hill, and then he's gonna play Augusta with only four more rounds of tournament prep. That that's just not enough for him to walk mm-hmm. onto those grounds, no matter how successful he is there, no matter how comfortable he is there with his game in the shape that it's in. Do you agree? Yeah. No, look, they, I, I think everyone just needs to temper their expectations. Uh, um, he's just not played um, meaningful golf really in about five years. So, um, you know, that's a long, long, long time. Um, and, I think he can, you know, Augusta is probably the one place he can show up and and maybe find his game or, or turn it up and, and put together some sort of performance there because it's a place he's had success and done well there, of course, winning four times. Um, but it's an awful lot to ask uh, or expect him to just turn up there with limited rounds of golf, uh, limited play in tournament, tournament situations, and be in contention there. I, I just don't see it happening um, this year. I, I think really this entire year you've got to give him the whole year to sort of get back into that flow um, of playing tournament golf, playing regularly, of working his way into contention. You know, let's not forget he hasn't even been in contention right. um, in any of these starts. He hasn't been close to contention, really. Um, I don't really count Hero because uh, we're talking an exhibition on a golf course uh, that he knows like the back of his hand and um, no rough and so on and so forth and and briefly was uh, in the mix there and at the end of it ends up finishing literally in the middle of the pack. So to me, extrapolate that out to a a big PGA Tour event – you know, and I think this is what we get for the for the time being until he cleans up some of the inconsistencies in his game. Well, the only thing is, is our you know our our fellow uh, podcaster here, Brian Golf, is calling for Tiger to win the Masters. Are you still standing on that, Brian? Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to get off that one. I'll tell you right now, I'm in this this week, but I'm not going to get off that one. I think I think that that one plays right into his strengths and limits his weaknesses, which kind of is the recipe for golf you know if you think about it they think about think about a golf course where you can just spray it all day but you've got an awesome short game and you're a decent iron player you're probably going to score a little bit add in the fact that you know the golf course yeah i'm not going to go back on that i won't what i'm really curious about though is as we're talking about the reps that he's going to get between now and then is is there some dependent Something here, if you know, he misses the cut at Honda. Do we see him at Valspar? But if he makes the cut at Honda, which we don't think he will, he just goes on to Bay Hill. Because you think about it, he gets two reps, Valspar, Bay Hill, and he still gets his customary two weeks off before the Masters. I think the best chance that we're going to see is he 
does need to play Valspar because we do need reps. And, and, and reps is a term that he has made us all accustomed to. He needs those reps. Right now, he could feasibly go to Augusta with the four rounds from Torrey Pines. The two last week is six. The two this week is eight. And if he only gets two at Bay Hill, you're talking he's only played ten rounds of competitive golf before going to Augusta National. He needs more than that to be competitive. Right. And, this topic, yeah, and this topic came up without a thought, just sort of um, in the conversation. I look, Adam's certainly not a Tiger as a player, but um, you know, this is a guy who last year basically didn't practice. Um, family, uh, you know, his wife gave birth to their second child. There are other priorities in life, so he basically didn't practice. Right. Um, came into this year uh, and is making his uh, third start of the year this week. Hold on one sec. Hey, 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 Brian, golf. Your your phone's really loud. We can't we we can't hear Wacker. All right. If you could just uh, duck down, duck duck down behind that pretzel cart again. I'm I've ducked go. down this whole time, but I'm going to mute it. Here's here's the point that Adam was making is that you know he felt um, that it was going to take him some time to get in into that competitive mode uh, and shit and flake off that rust and really start playing the way he thinks he can play and, and getting to that point where he believes it. Um, and this is a guy who played all last year, had a bunch of top tens and, and top 20 finishes, um, you know, and he said, so here's Tiger. The guy basically hasn't played in five years. Right, since 2013. Purposes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, he had some starts since then, but, but real um, full, meaningful seasons, it's been since 2013. Right. So he's going to need time. Uh, even the great Tiger Woods is going to need time to get there. Um, you know, even if you were to add Valspar and play there before Augusta, I mean, I think you've got to give him. I've talked to Jason Day about this. Oh, you've got to give him a full year. Hold on, we just uh, got an update from Brian Golf. What do we got here? Yeah, we just got uh, Sergio Garcia coming out of the shitter, everybody. All right, yep. cool. All right. So real quick, in, in closing, I know we're all thinking Tiger's probably not going to make the cut, but I do want to go around. Um, two questions. How's Ricky Fowler going to play this week? And two, who do you think wins this week at the Honda? First, Brian Golf. Sergio Garcia wins just ironic i was already thinking that it's ironic that he just came out of the crapper as i was uh you know coming to this part in the podcast but uh sergio is going to win on the ricky front i think ricky's going to contend uh, the guy's done nothing but play well this year and he's fresh he didn't play uh you know at, at riv like a lot of these guys and he's a defending champion that all means right. something all right there we go so we got to defend with ricky and a win with sergio and whacker what do you got well, you know I hate these predictions, so I, I, I love how you just put me on the spot here, but I, I agree with Brian. I think Ricky contends here. It's a place, obviously, he's won uh, last year and played well in some other years. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. That's going to be my pick. I think this Ooh, is damn, place. Damn, 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 damn. He his game well, and uh, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. That was my pick as well. I was also going to pick Justin Thomas. So we've got two Justin Thomases. And we've got one Sergio Garcia. And I think Ricky is in the final group on Sunday. Nice. I think the more um, likely scenario is that we're going to see somebody, um, maybe a Russell Henley, maybe a Russell Knox. Who knows? You look at the field of this tournament. After the top two guys, it goes off a cliff. And this is the product of, of the wraparound schedule and everything else. 
discussion for another day. But uh, look, if oh, we, we got we'll, a tiger we'll sighting. If we get somebody like Justin Thomas, uh, or Rick. All right, well, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Wacker. You're not used to people interrupting you when you write shit down on Golf Digest, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. But, so hold on. So are, are you seeing Tiger now? What hole's he on? Yeah, he's on 16T. He just, he just walked up 16T. All right, so this is the big. bear trap. So what yeah. is this hole? Yeah. Uh, it's part four. You know, it looks like he's got a iron. Uh, oh. Pulling off iron here. Maybe like a two iron, three iron. I don't think he's got a two iron in the bag right now. But. All right, so we've got a live play-by-play play here. We'll see how Tiger does on yeah. the 16th tee of the Pro-Am. This would be a really good play if he does have a good course for him to put the two iron in the back as opposed to a five wood. Uh, looks like he's waiting. Got some uh, people out in the fairway. So he's, he's holding off here. But he pulled the club. Uh, what's cool, everybody just kind of did a big standing O. Everybody was standing up. So, but he got the standing O by default um, right there. Obviously, the big crowds following Tiger Woods. You could, you could tell he was coming close, too, because of all the police. There's so right. many more golf carts and so much more right. going on. Uh, so speaking of Wacker, have you seen uh, any other guys when you were out this morning? Did you see any other guys in the Pro-Am playing well, not playing well, guys struggling, making equipment changes? Did you see any of that? Well, it's really hard to judge um, you know, much or glean much from a Pro-Am round from most of these guys. Um, you know, the couple of holes I walked with, with Adam Scott, uh, he looked pretty solid with his driving and, and with his iron play. Of course, the putter has always played him, and I did see him miss uh, you know, one or two short, makeable putts. So right. um, probably have some work to do in that aspect. But uh, walking with Tiger for those nine holes this morning, look, it's been a lot of what we've seen the rest of the year. Some good, some not so good. So right. still a ways to go, uh, I, I think, in terms of cleaning up that consistency level. Right. I agree 100%. So, uh, Brian Golf, is he on the tee yet? No, I'm still, still waiting. Got, these damn amateurs, man. These hacks. Well, this is yeah, the, the nature of pro-amps. Guys, yeah, well, that, that takes six hours. Yeah, well, that I also saw uh, you tweet this morning at Brian Wacker one that some guy had gold golf clubs that's playing with Tiger. He did, yeah. I mean, gold driver, gold putter, uh, LaRoche, you're over there now. I'm sure you'll you'll see him. Not hard to spot. Uh, some gold wedges. Uh, the irons, I believe, had gold shafts in them. So, yeah, that's funny. You got to be a high roller to play in one of these uh, in, in these pro-ams. And, what uh, does it cost to play in one of these pro-ams? Yeah. If you want to play with Tiger Woods, what does that cost? I mean, does anybody know? Is it thousands? So, I mean, ten, oh yeah, no, you're looking at you know maybe ten grand. Wow. On the All right, is he is he on the tee box yet? He's on the tee box, but on they're the, still in the fairway. Oh, they're in the fairway. I mean, yeah, like, they're going to be there a while. Let's. We should probably. <laughs> Look, right, so, they're they're going to be there a while, guys. It, this, this is the nature of the program. And by the way, this is again one of the reasons why the tour decided to move to a nine and nine format, meaning that the pro will only have to play nine holes with his amateur uh, partner. I think we're, you're going to see that at some select events this year. And I think right. by 19 or 20, you're going to see it in every event because. Um, let's face it, by the time these guys uh, spend three playing nine holes with somebody, everyone's sort of ready to move on. So, And uh, from the amateur's perspective, it gives them the chance to interact with a different pro um, as opposed to having a guy who's maybe checked out by that point and everyone's sort of um, being ready to move on. Right. Okay, here, here we go. Here right. we go, y'all. They're moving. All right, here we go. So we got Tiger on the tee box at 16 in the Pro-Am, and he's got a two-iron in his hand. So – 
All right, real quick, round the table. Is he going to hit the fairway? I say yes. Ryan Golf, what do you got? Uh, he's got he's got fairway. He's, okay. he's got fairway. And Wacker, fairway or miss? I'll say make. All right, we got three fairway makes. Yep. Just before right the, the right side of the fairway. Right side of the fairway. Right side of the fairway. Boom. See, we're all right. See, there we go. Everything's right with the world. Well, boys, thank you so much. So here we are. We've got another week. Uh, we will commence. I will say this. We've got some really good guests next week. We'll talk to Brandel Chambly. Uh, we're going to talk to Brandel about how he claims he can fix Tiger's driving in just two minutes. We'll talk to Brandel about uh, the deficiencies in teaching this game that we love so much. And also, we've got Holly Saunders coming on the show. I don't quite know what we're going to talk to Holly about, but it doesn't matter because it's Holly Saunders, right? That's it. That's it. Wacker. Here. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold who's, on. who's hitting now? Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I had to take a picture of the goat. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, picture oh, of the good. goat. It's really funny, by the way, when you are walking against the grain with a tiger crowd. Like, here I am now going to go try and find Ricky. Right. And so but you got everybody walking against the crowd. I'm like, the only person walking away from tiger. It is. We're all on social <laughs> media. Uh, it's at Playthrough Golf. You could find me at Froggy Radio, uh, at Brian Wacker One, writer for Golf Digest, and at B-R-Y-A-N, at Brian Golf on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to another Playing Through podcast. We'll see you next week. Oh! I think you've had enough. Playing through. Noah? Now you've had enough. With Froggy, Brian Golf, and Wacker. Bitch. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.